Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Breaking Taboos. Today, I am here with Preeti and Naveen, and they are going to um, talk about how they have like coped with and, and like discuss their experience with their children. Um, Preeti and Naveen, hi, guys. Say hi to everyone. Hi. Hello. Um, so before we get started with me asking you guys questions, um, I just want you guys to share with everyone who you are and a little bit about your story and your children in more depth. So comfortable with that sure so I'm Preeti uh, we live in Buffalo New York um, and we have been here for about 20 years we're both Canadian actually um, but we've always lived and worked in Buffalo um, we had twins um, now almost 21 years ago and when they turned 18 um, one of our twins came out to us as non-binary and um, changed their name six months later. And last year, our second child came out as non-binary and they have also changed their name. So uh, we have been on this, this journey for the past two and a half years to understand um, gender identity, um, sexual orientation is kind of more, something I was more familiar with, but understanding different gender identities has definitely been a learning journey for me. Yeah, and I'm Naveen. Um... So I think it started even earlier than that. It came out of both the kids came out in uh, middle school, late middle school, no early high school, I guess, was uh, as being gay, and uh, and we were kind of we were comfortable with that, understood that, you know, a little more. But the the gender expression was kind of a different a different story for us. And the um, the one thing that I think very early on was helpful was this uh, this gender genderbred person. Yeah, that you found online, right? That was like it had a picture of a gingerbread man, and it had the head, the heart, and um, the private parts. And it was really a good way of showing people and explaining what the difference is. And that was your um, your identity, mm -hmm. how you express or how you identify. So there's your biological parts, and that's male or female, and then your heart is who you're attracted to. And your brain is kind of more of how you identify as a person. So it was a really helpful, you know, starting point for us. That's awesome. Um, so when you guys first, when your children first came out to you, how what was like your initial reaction? We had very different initial reactions. Um, my... But I think wait, let's clarify. Came out as gay or came out as non? -gay? Oh yeah, that's There's, true. It was a two. It was a kind of a two-step process. And I think, from my understanding. In, um, in the support group they were in the Daisy Rainbow, it's when we hear these stories, it's really, it is an evolution of, of um, the child kind of figuring out and when they're coming out and in little pieces. I think they do it also to, to kind of- um, Understanding. To, yeah, to, because as they're understanding, but also to accommodate for the parents' reaction. <laughs> so right. they do it in little pieces and so, so let's start, I mean, I guess maybe we yeah. start with the coming out as, as, as being gay, and yeah. then we can move to non-binary. Yeah, so when they came out as, well, well, they technically didn't come out as gay. I just asked them at one point, because I sensed that one of them was in a relationship or was attracted to someone and I didn't know. And so um, at 16, they came out as gay. Um, and I think just six months later, uh, their sibling also told me that they were gay. Uh, told us that they were gay and we that was a term we were comfortable with we knew we at least we we were accepting and um yeah and and then they went to college when they turned 18. 
Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that, that, you know, we were certainly comfortable with that in terms of having friends that were gay and um, knowing people and and, yeah, that was, um, that was fine. And then I think after they came back from the first semester of college, um, it was um, being non-binary and it was like, and using they, them pronouns. And that was, that was, took a little more understanding. So um, yeah, I mean, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I didn't understand it, you know, what non-binary was. I'd never heard that term before. Um, so for me, um, the way I process things is I research them. <laughs> so I started to research books uh, written by uh, non-binary folks. Um, so I read uh, Alok Redman's uh, book and I saw his social media book or their social media profile and kind of started to understand a little more about the history of non-binary people and you know um it still took me I think around six months I would say to kind of understand and accept and be comfortable with my child's um gender identity and yeah so that initial first period was challenging for me because um growing up in a South Asian family it's very gendered um you know I grew up watching uh, Bollywood movies. Uh, everything is very gendered in a Bollywood movie. Um, recently, there's been more uh, exploration of LGBTQ plus identities, but um, that definitely wasn't the case for me growing up. So I always thought there were two genders and I had to learn and I started on this journey of learning during that time. I think you kind of went into this a little bit when you're when you were just saying that but um I come from a super like South Asian community we live in like the heart of New Jersey so it's just so South Asian um but I think I've noticed that it's kind of harder for kids to come out to their parents because of the influence that their parents face from the South Asian community itself so what did what do you think like do you think that played a role in your guys yeah, I think, I mean, where we live, we're not, um, so we're, both of us, I think, were raised pretty traditional South Asian, uh, traditional Indian, he's from the south of India, and I'm from the north, um, and our families are pretty traditional, I'd say, but I think the community that we live in is not very um, South Asian, so it's not like a New Jersey, and not like a really metropolitan place, and we live in, um, you know, I think our kids were like, the only Indian kids in the in school, school, middle yeah. school and small and even elementary, elementary school. Yeah. So um, so that was really not as much at play for them, I think, but for us, we still had how do you tell your family and all that kind of thing. And um, and uh, so our families are both in Toronto, which is very multicultural and uh, lots of South Asians. Yeah, I think for us it was more how do you tell your family and their friends? Because you know how Indian families are. You know, we're very, I mean, you grow up with all the aunties and uncles and, you know, um, telling your family and telling, essentially uh, telling your family, friends who you grew up with is, I think, what I was trying to figure out how to do. Yeah, and the questions are always, you know, as a kid growing up, it's always like, oh, when you find a nice boy, you know, when you're getting married, for them, they're, they're what, AFAB, you know, signed email birth, so you know, um, and we'll find a nice match for you and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there's so many assumptions that as soon as we, um, you know, as soon as the kids came out, it was, all those assumptions had to go, had to go. And we realized, we didn't realize how many there were until 
you're talking to somebody and they, they make a comment like that. That's a joke or this or that. It's like, we, all these assumptions are laid into our culture. So um, yeah, it's been an interesting and trying to stop and correct them and just kind of, you know, gently explain to them that, yeah, that's not the way it's going to be, you know, so. Yeah, that assumption thing is like, I never noticed it too until you said it right now. Like, I feel like that's been such a thing. Like my parents are always like, oh, what what guy are you going to like go for? Mm -hmm. All this. Um, so another thing, like what advice would you kind of give to parents who are struggling to accept their children um, when they come out to them? Like, what would you tell them? Yeah, I think I would say like everybody goes through their own process. So I think just be, you know, just be tolerant to yourself and your child um, and give yourself some time to kind of understand and accept for the parent. For the child, it can be really difficult if you have a parent who's struggling. I can only un, you know, imagine it would. Um, but yeah, I think just a little grace and understanding from children, from both the kids and the parents. I would say go to a support group at Daisy Rainbow <laughs> because that has been it's super helpful to hear other people's stories. You feel not alone and you feel um, yeah, like you just see that, you know, this is, this is natural. This is not something that's, you know, should be ashamed of. It should be, you know, things like that and, uh, and get therapy. I think therapy has helped um, our family a lot in every single one of us. So, and that's a hard thing. I think in, in South Asian culture, it's not really, um, you know, looked upon as something you do to stay healthy, to stay, you know, it's, it's more like, oh, there must be something wrong or whatever. Yeah, it, hurts. it starts with challenges, but it's we all have challenges. And I remember when I was uh, a professor and uh, a grad student said to me, they were going to see a therapist. And I said, oh, and I, I you know, had that same uh, uh, reaction. This was like 20 years ago. And they said, yeah, everybody could see, everybody could use a therapist. And I did not understand. This was somebody 20 years younger than me, but I did not understand what they were talking about until today, like until I started seeing one. I was like, Oh, I get it now. Like it's really helpful to just chat with somebody and you know and listen to yourself and to hear your own assumptions and the react and the, the reactions that you have to things. So yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah. I just did like another episode about mental health earlier and I was talking to a South Asian psychologist who was just talking about how therapy is just another form of self-care, but it's hard for mm -hmm. me to do it that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um so you also kind of just went into this, but what kind of role do you think like support groups and they see rainbow has played in your guys's ability to deal with it so i'll start um they see rainbow pretty much was the first time i realized that i was not the only parent struggling with this and i think that for me they were kind of pivotal in kind of understanding that and I think the beauty of a support group like Daisy Rainbow is parents come or family members come at different stages in their acceptance journey. And I think there's no judgment. And I think that was something that was really valuable to me. So it was critical because it's not something you can take to your family and say, oh yeah, so I'm going through this thing. What do you think, right? Because you essentially would be coming out to your family member and so you can't do that because you don't have the um, permission from your child to come out to their grandparents, to their aunts and uncles. So you feel very isolated because you don't know who to talk to. And 
even if you talk to a friend who's South Asian, they might not be able to understand it the same way because they may not have a child who identifies as LGBTQ. So for me, finding a support group that was, you know, just, it was eye-opening, it was life-changing. Yeah. Huh? Oh, sorry, I'm to interrupt you. No, I'm good. I, I think, I think, uh, I think Breathy something. I think also because Breathy and I saw it very differently um, yeah. when the kids came out, it was, it was really helpful for her and for me. Um, but I think, yeah, that the idea of being able to hear other people's stories and uh, understand that you're not alone. And uh, yeah, no, that's summed it up. Mm -hmm. So, how'd you guys find Daisy Rainbow? Research. <laughs> That's what I do. So um, I actually didn't find Daisy Rainbow. I found a podcast and honestly, I cannot remember the name of the podcast, but it was a podcast by a queer South Asian person. And they interviewed um, Aruna Rao, who's the founder of Daisy Rainbow. And that's what led me to Daisy Rainbow's to do, you know, Google and find Daisy Rainbow and find out that they had support groups for family members and they had support groups for uh, for you know, young adults who identify as LGBTQ plus too. Um, and so that I signed up for their parent support group or family support group. And that's kind of how I found them. That's awesome. I feel like there's so many parents who were in that exact same place, but they don't have an outlet like that. So I'm just trying to figure out how you guys found that yeah. outlet. Um, so from your kids' perspective, like what advice would you give to a kid who is about to come out to their parents? Um, I don't think I've had, I don't know if I have any advice for the, for the kid because I think, um, I think they are, I don't know how long they, they, they deal with it before they come out. I don't know. Uh, and this is thing. Sometimes I probe my kids every now and then. I'm like, "How long did you know?" And you know, um, and and they're processing it in their own way, and they do that on their own without the parents. And and in some ways, that's uh, too bad because it would be nice if we could be a part of that. But I understand why they need to do it on their own, either with their friends or on their in their own way, um, because that's their journey, right? Um, I don't know that I can have any advice for them except you're not alone and and you'll get through it but but those are kind of cliche so I don't I don't you know do you think it helped for you guys when your children came out in stages I don't know I think that was their plan and not ours <laughs> <laughs> so um I think and I think they might have their stages are were for their own benefit right, right. I think not really uh, it's about what they feel. They're testing the waters. That's what I yeah. understand, right? Like they, they throw out a little piece and they're like, oh, that's the reaction I got. And I don't even know that they do it consciously. Like, I think it's totally like a subconscious thing. Like, oh, it's just like reaction. Like, oh, I got that response. I'm just going to sit here and chill for a little longer. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know if it was, um, they come out in stages as much as they're trying to understand themselves and why they feel differently than other people. Um, so I've heard my kids say that they didn't know a lot of kids who came out when they were coming out in their high school. So they didn't really come out in high school to a lot of their uh, peers until I think just before um, 
maybe just to really close friends, you know, um, even though their school had a gay straight alliance. So I'm not sure. It depends on where you grow up and what, who your friends are and who you're surrounded by, I think, to have a you know safe space to express your gender identity and your sexuality. Um, and I think some folks um, also take time to process and understand um, maybe who they are and you know um, find folks that uh, they can relate to who would understand their journey. I know that one of the things my kids said to me was they didn't even realize, remember this? Um, one of the kids said that they didn't realize that there were options um, for them because they they had met someone at a writing camp once when they were in middle school who they ran into later in high school at a music festival and the, the, the person that they had run into later had transitioned and they knew there was something different they could tell that it was the same person but they not they're not sure what happened in those years and that's when they realized that there are other options and there's you can go through a social transition and you can, you know, there are other options than being in the gender and the body that you are born in. Right. And I was talking to my mom about this and she was talking about how like in India, they never saw like when she was younger, they didn't really see those options, which is why it was kind of harder for parents to accept. But now that it's like coming out in the media and like online, yeah, yeah it's so much like, it's easier to kind of understand I mean obviously you will never fully understand but it's easier to see and understand what children are experiencing um that's pretty much all I had did you guys have any other questions anything else you want to share that you think would be helpful for um, my viewers like our kids who are my age who might be gay or lgbtq oh, the other thing I would say you know you could, advice you said for the for a young adult coming out um, yeah, I think to Bridie's point, certainly find safe space, find people that um, will be supportive, whether that's support groups online or um, whatever, but including therapy, like find, find a therapist. And I know some people don't have the resources, but you can through your college, like, or, or if you're in college or if you're younger, like there's going to be public resources that are available. Colleges offer like one per month um, of, of health, mental health counseling. And uh, yeah. So actually, many of them kind of, I don't know, but yeah. So anyway, that, that kind of thing, I think, can be is, is super helpful. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and also, I just wanted you guys to, um, can you give, like, just to end it off, um, where people can find, like, Desi Rainbow, like, what their socials are, if you guys know it off the top of your head, stuff. So. so their website is desirainbow.org. Um, <laughs> their social Instagram, um, you could just type in Daisy Rainbow and find them on Instagram. Um, they're on Instagram and and they have a website. I think those are the two good places to start. They have